Episode 2, Camille is very suspicious of Sergeant Miller and Officer Barnes when they come to her apartment to interview her again. She has secretly set up a tape recording. She has to flee her apartment without taking the tape recording with her. Scene 16. Kim's death described as a hit and run is the lead story in the local newspapers. Scene 17. Camille and Tom are in Camille's living room. Tom, are we good for each other? At times, I feel something is missing. In our relationship or in me? In you? You're a nice, smart person and I really like you, but oh, you're a master at avoiding intimacy. I need you to be emotionally present, not off in your head somewhere else. Maybe I need Mayor Bart's tapes to learn breathing techniques for a glide path to righteous nowness. Okay. I can see you're not up for talking about this now. Camille shakes her head and turns on the TV in disgust. Anyone with leads about the hit-and-run driver who killed Kim Carter, please call the following number. Camille turns off the TV. You know, Tom, I'm suspicious of those two policemen who questioned me about Mona. Why? They asked me if Mona was seeing anyone beside Martin. I told them she was, that I didn't know who he was, but that her best friend, Kim, might know. Then, lo and behold, two days later, Kim is killed in a hit-and-run incident. Coincidences happen. We only remember when they do happen, but not all the zillion times that they don't. Do the math. You do the math. This is a really big coincidence, and there was something fishy about those policemen. One of them was a real thug, and the other, the sergeant, ugh, seemed like a weasel. I'd like to get them back here so I can feel them out. I'm very perceptive about people, or haven't you noticed? I'm perceptive enough to have noticed. I'll phone Sergeant Miller and get him to come here by telling him that I have some new information. What do you want to find out? Whether Kim told them who Mona's new boyfriend was, and if so, what they did with the information. Who they told. I can usually tell when people are lying. Either you're imagining some crazy conspiracy or you're actually onto something. And if you are onto something, it could be dangerous for you to pursue this. Either way, it's best to just leave this alone. Leave it to the police. What if we can't trust the police? It's extremely important to me to try to find her killer. Why is it so important to you? Mona was more than just a patient of mine. She was a huge influence in the feminist community. And I never told you about what happened to my younger sister eight years ago when she was a college student. What happened to her? She was raped at a frat party by someone she knew. The police essentially sided with the guy who raped her. After they learned that my sister wasn't a virgin, they bought the rapist's claim that my sister had been acting in a very seductive manner at the frat party. They even had the gall to lecture her on not leading men on and taking more responsibility for how she dresses. Oh my God, that is an awful story. But you don't have the training or resources to play detective. This is risky, serious business. I have a plan. And you're going to have a nice role in it. I am? Mm-hmm. Here's what I want you to do. First... 
set up a concealed tape recorder hidden in the living room, where I'll be talking to Miller and Barnes. And then I want you to hide in the bedroom when they're here. I don't know about that. <laughs> You're afraid, aren't you? I thought you believe in justice and are willing to take a stand when necessary. Aren't you the man that I thought you were? Now, that's a deep and difficult question on multiple levels. Let's just say that if I'm a coward, I'm a rational coward. My biggest fear is losing you. Then you'll do it? Yes, but if you get us both killed, I'll never forgive you. <laughs> Very funny. Scene 18. Later that evening. Camille is doing laundry in a dimly lit and deserted basement laundry room. Camille becomes frightened when she hears a noise. Somebody there? And more so during the long time it takes for the elevator to arrive. Oh, come on, come on, elevator, come on. She begins to regret making the appointment. Why did I make that appointment? Oh, come on, come on, come on. Scene 19. Two days later, Miller and Barnes come to Camille's apartment. Sorry, we're uh, a little late. So, what's your new information? Well, uh, I have a strong hunch that Mona's killer was one of her boyfriends. Did you find out who her new boyfriend was? No, Kim didn't know. What's your hunch based on? Nothing specific. Maybe just feminine intuition. It's just that it's quite a... <sighs> Silly me. I was just trying to play amateur detective. I should leave things up to the police. Sorry if I wasted your time. You know what? I don't think you're being honest with us. Maybe this new boyfriend is a patient of yours. You know, you could go to prison if you're concealing pertinent information. So, what aren't you telling us? I'm not hiding anything. Will you excuse me for a second while I check my phone messages? My six o'clock appointment should have been here by now. He's usually very punctual. Camille goes into the bedroom and shuts the door behind her. Miller and Barnes don't realize that the concealed tape recorder is running. Camille seemed really nervous. My gut tells me that she knows something. Maybe she found out from Kim who that new boyfriend was. Yeah, and I wonder if she senses that we were responsible for Kim's death. Not so loud, Barnes. Uh, should we put her in some kind of uh, solitary confinement until after the election and call it uh, witness protection? Look at you, using a euphemism. <laughs> See, I'm not so dumb. <laughs> Let's go out to the car now. We'll call the boss to see what we should do about Camille. I hope he says kill her. She's a real bitch. <laughs> All right, we're leaving now. Scene 20. Camille emerges from the bedroom, followed by Tom. I'm positive Miller was lying about whether he found out who the new boyfriend was. How could you tell? Just by the change in his facial expression when I asked him. Maybe I should have challenged him more and said what a big coincidence it was that Kim was killed so soon after you guys interviewed her. 
but I kind of chickened out. That might have been dangerous. Oh, I'm glad you didn't challenge him. Listen, I've got to hit the road. I'm meeting with a client. It's a long drive, so I probably won't be back to my apartment until well past midnight. Okay. Drive carefully. Your brakes are so loose that they barely work. You've got to get them fixed. They're okay. You just need a masterful foot that keeps pressing the pedal until the brakes engage. You gotta show them who's boss. Oh, don't give me that sexist show them who's boss crap. You get them fixed this week. Okay, I will. Scene 21. Camille does some chores. There wasn't actually a 6 o'clock patient. She decides to listen to the recording. She fast-forwards to when she was in the bathroom and becomes terrified when she hears the part that they might need to kill her. We'll call the boss to see what we should do about Camille. Ah, I hope he says kill her. <gasps> oh, God, I'm such an idiot. I should have listened to Tom. Then, she hears a neighbor in the hall. Are you guys here to snake out my toilet? I didn't realize it was a two-man job. Camille tiptoes toward her door. No, ma'am. Please go back into your apartment. Camille quickly picks up the recording device, <gasps> no, looks no, around, no. and then decides to hide it in the cabinet near the sink behind the garbage can and stacks some bags on top of it. Then there's a loud knock on Camille's door. Camille doesn't answer. I heard sounds. She's still in there. See if you can get the door open. Camille is terrified. She runs into the bedroom and hurriedly grabs her purse and flees just in time. Miller and Barnes break into the apartment, and the fluttering curtains tell them that Camille has gone down the fire escape. Are you fucking serious? It's all right. We'll get her. Scene 22. Later that evening, Camille has calmed down and taken stock of her situation. There is no way to get in touch with Tom, and she doesn't want to endanger any of her friends. She needs a place to spend the night and wants a hotel where you don't have to provide ID and they mind their own business. Seedy Hotel. There was a faint smell of urine in the hotel lobby. Well, what's up, buttercup? What can I do you for? Uh, I'd like a room. What do you charge? That's 30 for the nightingale. We also have an hourly rate for, uh, you know, shorter stays. I need to stay all night. Oh, I only have $15 in change. You don't want to pay with your credit card. No, I... I don't want my boyfriend to find out. <laughs> Listen, sweetheart, we are extraordinarily discreet here, okay? What you do is your own business. No pun intended. Mm. <laughs> oh... I see by your button that you're a veteran. You're much too young for the Korean War. Vietnam, I assume? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I was drafted right out of high school. Got this old limb from a bullet I took in the knee. But I guess I'm lucky I came back alive. I did lose some good buddies over there, though. Oh, I'm so sorry. And thank you for your service. Could you do me a big favor? Can I give you $10 now, and then an extra $30 tomorrow? All right. Just this once. See, I'm on duty till 11 tomorrow morning, and uh, as we are eager to get more high-class clientele like yourself, I think that'd be all right. So, uh, 
What name do you go by, anyway? Monique. <laughs> well, all right, Monique. I'm Henry. And you're in room 104, just down the hall. And, darling, thank you for your service. <laughs> Listen, humanity owes you a debt of gratitude. Oh, I almost forgot. There you are. Here's some, uh, clean towels and pillowcases. You have a nice night. At around midnight, Camille is awakened by a knock on the door. She wonders how Miller and Barnes could have tracked her down. She slept in her clothing and is ready to flee. The window is stuck and Come won't on. open. The knocking gets louder. Open up, Monique. You can call Henry. He'll vouch for me. I can pay in advance. Oh, fuck you! I've got a gun, so you'd better go away. Well, fuck you too, goddamn whore. Scene 23. The next morning, Tom is back in his apartment, sleeping soundly. A little before 7 a.m., his phone rings. Hello? Uh, this is Marina from Safeway Break Repairs. How can I exceed your expectations this morning? Who the hell is this? Damn it, you just woke me up. Safeway Break Repairs? Sir, you need to do some breathing exercises. We have a special offer on brake servicing. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I do need my brakes fixed. Uh, I'm glad you called. We had a cancellation for an 8.30 a.m. appointment. Can you make it? Yes, uh, what's the address? We are right next to the Commerce Bank, and please pay in cash. Okay. Scene 24, Tuesday, 8.30 a.m. Outside, in front of the Commerce Bank. I take it you were afraid that my phone was tapped? Yeah. I, I've got a lot to tell you. Whoa, take a deep breath. Calm down. No, I'm really scared, Tom. I think that Miller and Barnes have orders to kill me. Whoa, what? What makes you think that? Oh, they discussed it when I went into the bedroom. Do you have the tape? No. When I heard them knocking on my apartment door, I, I moved the tape and recorder to a, a better hiding place. The, um, I put it in a kitchen cabinet under some bags. Then... When I heard them trying to jimmy the door open, I... I panicked, and I grabbed my purse, and I fled down the fire escape. You look exhausted. Let's get you some breakfast, and then we can figure out what to do. Scene 25, at a restaurant. Tom, Mayor Bart's police department is very corrupt. Clearly, it's not just Miller and Barnes in on this. We don't know who else is, or if the corruption goes all the way up to the police chief, or, or even the mayor. Okay, okay. The most important thing right now is to keep you safe. Well, I sure won't feel safe if Mayor Bart is re-elected, with his reputation for protecting unsavory characters, especially his loyal allies. Okay, calm down. I know, you're right, and he's leading the polls with the election just a few days away. Why do you think you're such a target? Here's my theory. I think that Mona was murdered by the new guy that she was dating, and the police are protecting him. Protecting him how? By silencing anyone who knows his identity. Okay, okay, slow down. 
Let me get this straight. You think that Mona may have told Kim his name and that, using your euphemism, Kim was silenced by the hit-and-run driver? Yes! During my second interview, Sergeant Miller seemed to have thought that I know who the new boyfriend was. Maybe that my upstairs neighbor, Kim, told me. And now I, too, need to be gotten rid of. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now I'm even more worried about you. <laughs> my feeling of terror and helplessness comes and goes in waves. I've never been this scared in my life. Tom, what can we do? It's all right. We're going to figure this out. Listen, we need to get that tape recording. That should help protect you, and even though it may not be enough to prevent Mayor Bart from being reelected. Do you think it's safe at all for you to go back to your apartment? No, I don't. Huh. Why don't you call your cleaning lady, Juanita? See if she can go get the tape. Well, I've thought of that, but I don't want to put her life in danger. But your life is the one that's in danger right now. Explain the entire situation to her. You once told me that she's not a big fan of the police. Use that. Go ahead and see if she's willing. Okay. She does hate the police for planting drugs in her daughter's car. I'll call her right now. And then I'll go pay the clerk what I owe him for that delightful hotel stay. Then let's check into a better hotel and relax. Scene 26, Tuesday, 11 a.m. Bart and his police chief in Bart's office. Chief, what the fuck is going on? My lead in this election has stopped at seven points. Oh, don't worry, Mayor. You're a cinch to win re-election. Yeah, well, just winning isn't good enough. I've got a real shot at becoming the next president of the United States, but I need this win in a blowout. Listen, I've got an idea for how I can get a last-minute boost if you're willing to pay attention for five seconds. What kind of boost? I hope it's nothing crazy. Uh-huh. Well, I want you to arrest Martin Morgan for the murder of Mona Malone. How's that? What? His alibi for the night of the murder is pretty solid. There are ways we can poke holes in it, and don't forget we can play up the fact that she was on the verge of breaking up with him like that day. Alright? We've got real evidence of that. This could backfire. We really don't have a case against him. Are you trying to start an argument with me right now? Listen, you don't want to tangle assholes with me. I've got shit tons on okay, you. Okay, okay. I can have him arrested, but it's still unlikely we could get a conviction. That doesn't matter because the trial won't be until after the election. But now his arrest would make good on my promise to find the killer quickly. And even better, we can use the culture wars. Remember, Martin Morgan had been a big advocate of gay rights and other bleeding heart causes. This will get my base fired up. Scene 27. Tuesday at 1 p.m. TV announcement. Through the excellent work of our police department, we now have ample evidence to charge Martin Morgan with the murder of Mona Malone. In fact, he has just been arrested. Now the chief will give you all the details. Chief. Scene 28. Tuesday, 3 p.m. Local TV station. A voice altered and face covered informant 
gives a statement in response to the arrest of Martin Morgan. I suspect a police cover-up in the arrest of Martin Morgan. I knew Mona Malone and Martin Morgan. Keep in mind that Martin is quite short. On the night of her murder, I saw Mona and a tall man going into her building. Three days after Mona Malone's murder, I phoned the police special tips hotline, and when I told them that the man with Mona was tall, definitely over six feet, the person taking my statement thanked me, but seemed to lose interest. He didn't even ask me for my name in case they needed to get back in touch with me. I want to remain anonymous because I'm afraid of retribution by Mayor Bart's most ardent supporters. Scene 29. TV interview with Mayor Bart. Who do you think has come up with this phony witness to undermine the fine work by our police? I never would have imagined that my opponent would stoop so low as to try to steal this election, but I guess I was wrong. An anonymous source can just make stuff up. There is zero accountability for lying because their identity is secret. What about the responsibility of the press in this? Well, I'm glad you asked me that. The press is complicit by enabling my opponent and his liberal agenda. Maybe the answer is for the press to face the prospect of prison time for what they print. Scene 30. Tuesday night. Stefan and Bart talk in Bart's home. Uh, after that anonymous source who may have seen me, I've been a wreck. I've been thinking about coming forward about what happened. Even before that article, I had such a guilty conscience. I don't believe this. You need to toughen up, Stefan. Guilty consciences are for losers. And you know I can protect you. Yeah, but if I don't tell what happened, and then it comes out that it was me who killed Mona that night and then covered it up, then nobody will believe it was just an accident. I could be facing a long prison sentence. Listen, you've got to stay calm. It won't ever come out that it was you. I've got plenty on the chief of police, and he wouldn't dare cross me. Huh. Seems that all you're interested in is yourself. I gotta figure out what's best for me. Stefan, you do not want to tangle assholes with me. If you confess now, you're dead to me. Now let's both calm down. You need to take a vacation for a while. Head out to the Virgin Islands with your friend Brenda or something. Scene 22. Wednesday, 1 p.m. Camille gets back to their hotel room. Oh, let's sit down, Tom. I've got some news. Yesterday, I phoned an ex-boyfriend who's a prosecutor in Oakdale. I hope you're not breaking up with me. Uh, no, of, of course I'm not. Just, please, let me finish. He has contacts and friends in Bart's police department. I asked him to find out what he could about Sergeant Miller and Officer Barnes. Well, today when I phoned, he told me that there is a new recruit named Officer Barnes, but no policeman named Sergeant Miller. So one real police officer and one fake one. Where does that put us? I have a theory, but no real proof. What's your theory? That anonymous source said he saw a tall man entering Mona's apartment with her the night that she was murdered. I believe the killer was that tall man and not the five foot seven Martin. So why did the hotline officer lose interest when the caller said it was a tall man? I don't know. Why? Well, I think I know the answer. The tall man was Mayor Bart's son, Stefan. He's six foot two. It all makes sense. Mayor Bart must have ordered for Kim to be killed because of what she knew. 
that Stefan had been dating Mona. Mona can say some really insulting things at times. It's possible that they had a fight and somehow Stefan killed her. But you had told me that they really liked each other. Your theory seems quite far-fetched. And is there any shred of concrete evidence to back this up? No, not a shred. So where does that leave us? If Bart wins re-election, he'll have even more power. That's true, but I'm not willing to go into permanent hiding. We've got work to do. First of all, we need to find out who Sergeant Miller really is. Secondly, we desperately need to get a hold of that tape. My cleaning woman, Juanita, is going to my apartment this afternoon and will try to get it. If she can get the tape, we'll have some solid evidence. Namely, a police officer and someone impersonating a police officer discussing killing me. And we also have them incriminating themselves in the death of Kim Carter. Scene 32, Wednesday, 2.30 p.m. When Juanita arrives at Camille's apartment, there are two policemen in the apartment who have been assigned to treat it as a crime scene, and if Camille shows up, to forcibly arrest her and gag her if she creates a commotion. I here to clean the apartment? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry, but you can't go in there. It's a crime scene. It's okay. Let her in to do the dirty dishes and deal with the garbage. It's starting to stink to high hell in here. She notices that the recording device hasn't been discovered, but has no real chance to retrieve it because one of the police officers is keeping an eye on her. Later, she phones Camille and disappointedly tells her what happened. The officer, who was watching her closely, notices that she seemed to be looking for something in the kitchen. After she leaves, he phones the police chief. Although this is highly irregular without a search warrant, the police chief comes to Camille's apartment to oversee a thorough search, the police find the tape and recording device. Scene 33, 4.30 p.m. Police Chief and Bart in Bart's office. Boss, here's a tape we found in Camille's apartment. We're lucky to have found it. What's on it? Camille had secretly recorded Lenny's second interview with her we found the tape hidden in her kitchen. It's got some incriminating stuff that Lenny said in connection with Kim Carter's death and that Camille might need to be killed. And? And don't worry, it only incriminates Barnes and Lenny. It doesn't directly incriminate you. Uh-huh. I want to listen to it right now. I wonder if she senses that we were responsible for people's deaths. Not so loud. <laughs> I hope he says kill her. She's a <laughs> well, you're right. It really nails them. I will take this recording. Camille and Tom were pinning their hopes on retrieving the tape recording because Officer Barnes said some pretty incriminating things when Camille went out of the room. Unfortunately, the police chief found the recording and gave it to Mayor Bart. Things look very bleak for Camille and Tom, because without that tape recording, they don't have any concrete evidence tying Mayor Bart to the murders. Look out for Episode 3, coming soon. <laughs>